Welcome to Fantasy Football Hangover Season 2, Episode 2, ahead of Game Week 2. We're going to bid farewell to an old friend. We'll say hello to a new one. We receive a handwritten letter from Frank Lampard, and we're going to introduce our brand new celebrity and music based Fantasy Football League. Let's go! Hello, Fantasy Football Hangover Podcast is here. Hello, Will. Hello, Rob. How are you? I'm good. I wrote on my notes to say hello to you. Thanks. Good job. Otherwise, it'd be very uh, anti-social. No one else in the room except for me and and Will. Uh, Rich is still away, but we're here. And it is episode two, season two, ahead of game week two. Oh. Two. Two Two is the magic number. Two, yeah. So coming up, we have our six in 60, six FPL tips in 60 seconds. Our best of, worst of, we're looking at the best and worst debuts in football. Got a bit of correspondence from you, the listener, uh, on kits and a bit of FPL chat on tinkering. Um, I've got some good news for you, Will. Ooh. And I've got some bad news. Uh, toddler captain tips. Right. And then we'll look ahead at game week two and a few other bits. Drink some beer and chat about football. So shall we do this? Go. Woo. Everyone is looking at Allison replacement. So if you're going premium, how about David De Gea? 5.5 million and United look like a different team at the back this season. Solid and dependable. On that note, Lewis Dunk. I mistakenly suggested he'd been sold to Everton in one of our, pre- in one of our pre-season <laughs> episodes, but he is still at Brighton and looks a great cheap option with his side firmly under Potter's spell. West Ham next, so could be on for another clean sheet. And finally, Timu Piki taking on Newcastle. Eight goals in his last eight some things I've messed that up. But quick, go, Rob. Quick, uh, in goal, another goal replacement for Allison. Jordan Pickford... Uh, 5.5 million, 10% owned, uh, got Watford, Villa, Wolves, Bournemouth and Sheffield United. Then Anthony Martial, Man United, 7.5 million, 7% owned. He's a midfielder playing up front. They've got Wolves, Palace, Southampton, Leicester and West Ham. And last one is Maitland-Niles at Arsenal, 2.1% owned, 5 million I believe. And got an assist on the weekend. Burnley next. What I meant to say at the end of that, he's, it's a difficult stats to read off. Timu Piki, in his yeah. last eight seasons, has scored with his first shot on target. Has he? Yeah. What a weird, like, weird stat. First shot on target, first of game season. of every season. Yeah. That's incredible, like, isn't impressive, it? right? So I, that's why I was like, on that have. stat alone, yeah. just get him in. Uh, yes, that's a great stat. He passed a lot. I, it's weird. I was following that game online mm. and he passed a lot. I reckon that's why. Yeah. He saves that shot until he knows he's got a good opportunity. Yeah. Otherwise, he keeps passing. And that name, I love the surname, Pookie, but I, I know this is, I've got a mental block. Whenever some, someone says Timu Pookie, I just think they're talking about an FPL team. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It's a, like it's a bad pun on a name or something. Well, but, like your team name. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? What have you gone with? Through the Pookie hole. And I think Rich has gone with the Pookie name as He's well. He's Pookie Pies, is not he? Pookie Pies. Uh, Rich, is yeah. pies. Rich will be back next week for any of you missing him, all of you missing him. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's in hiding after only scoring sixty nine points. 
Yeah, that's just above average, though, isn't it? It is. We are much bigger than better than average, uh, though. Yeah, I've peaked. I got ninety nine points. I don't even know if I got that at all last season. So I'm feeling good, but slightly scared that that mm. it won't get any better all season long. But um, how about you? Eighty two. I was pretty yeah. pleased with that. It's um, good. Yeah, not no big regrets there. I my main concern was on Allison. So I yeah. last minute I made a couple of changes. I got changed Pickford. And I think maybe one of my defenders right. to bring in Allison. I was like, right, I'm going premium. I'm going yeah. premium goalkeepers. I've never done that before. I've always yeah. rotated. And I was like, no, I'm going to go premium. And of course, Pickford's clean sheet. Did you, you go clean you sheet? You didn't listen to the Fantasy Football yeah. Hangover podcast. I know. Because they said that it's often nil nil or one nil that game. Yeah. Come on, Will. I know. So I missed out on Pickford clean sheet, got an Allison injury. So I immediately swapped Allison out for Edison. So. Yeah. And is he? He's the most transferred in player this week, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, that's the that's the power move. And Allison was the most owned goalkeeper. Yes. So you and now I think Pope is or or Button or someone else. Right, Brian. I can't remember. Okay. One, one of the others. Yeah. One of the four point fives. Yeah. Um, so, did you enjoy the weekend of football? Did you oh, get I to loved, see much of it. I loved it. Yeah, I had. What did I do? I watched. I think I watched the second half of uh, Liverpool Norwich. Yeah. I watched. I did, um, went between the Forest Leeds match and the Man City West Ham game. Okay, uh, I was sat in a pub in London's trendy uh, Waterloo. Oh, and right. <laughs> I watched um, both of those on two big screens. Yes. So I, kind of, I was like swiveling on my chair. Two big screens. Which was great. Brilliant. Um, yeah, seven goals at my disposal in those two games. So that yeah. was nice. Uh, and then I think I watched a couple of the Sunday matches as well. It was great. Yeah. Did you enjoy Jack Grealish's hair? I mean, what's not to love? Yeah, like a teenage girl in the 80s, like that kind of Alice Band thing, yeah. and a really big sort of mushroom effect. Absolutely awful. It is, I isn't mean, it? I, I think I, he's going for a kind of USP there, isn't I it? I think he's got to be, yeah. He, he's always had terrible hair, hasn't yeah. he? Everyone's talked about it. I like that there's the, is it the Sky Sports or Coke advert or something at the moment that it starts with some person in a hair hair salon asking for the Grealish oh really yeah and he I haven't seen that shaved like like Jack Grealish um, he's got the unwelcome record now of uh, losing the most um, consecutive Premier League games Has in he? Rome 19 I think it is oh dear that, yeah. did that used to be Gareth Bales when he had that awful run at possibly Tottenham yeah, when he was, yeah but um yeah, that was an interesting game wasn't it I thought I said to a friend before that that I reckon Villa might get a draw it was looking that way right until the end. Yeah, well, two two very last minute yeah. goals from Kane. Grealish and his silly hair. And um, did you enjoy the Daniel James coming off the bench for Manchester United? Did you see that goal? I did. I loved it. The it fourth was, goal. It was brilliant. It leads us nicely on to uh, talking about debuts in a minute. But yeah, um, did you see that his brother uh, tweeted today that he he left him on the bench in his FPL yeah. team? That I, want, I mean, do you think even his brother then, we've all had that feeling when someone scores and you're like, hey, but oh, they're not in my team. Yeah, it's Actually, reminiscent he, of when Luke Shaw scored early on last season and left himself on the bench. Yeah, do you think he still had that sinking feeling, which is terrible if he did? He's, he, I mean, he seemed very happy. His name is Alex James, actually, his brother, it? not the Blair basis. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Ah, no, that was good, wasn't it? Man United looked pretty good. And then Chelsea, you know, it, it was poor old Frank. He was, uh, they were slightly, you know, harsh. Not harsh, but they, they did play all right in the first half. They were right for the first 60 awful, minutes. Yeah. I thought they were definitely hard done by, but they just sort of capitulated. Also, for a team 
managed by um, Big Fat Frank. Yeah, the, the passing was appalling. Yeah, like really bad. And and you, David Luiz, obviously, when we last recorded, we were about sort of six days off the transfer deadline, yeah. weren't we? So there's a lot of transfers went through that we weren't chatting about and David Luiz feels like a decent bit of business for 8 million for Arsenal mm. but my favourite bit about that story did you hear about the Chelsea club shop no so the, the club shop at the ground they had you know the, the player in the window massive uh, image was Eden Hazard obviously when he left they had to get him replaced so they replaced him with David Luiz oh, no. <laughs> And I and I think that transfer was quite late, wasn't it? I yeah, think it was, it was deadline. Quite, it was deadline day. Deadline dealings. day. So the day before, the, the, you know, the, the first weekend of fixtures, they had to they had to get him changed. I think day. I think that's a great bit of business from Arsenal there. Well, Chelsea bought him back for about fifty million. Yeah, a only a few seasons. seasons ago. Yeah. I just I think given that Chelsea of this transfer ban, they could do with some experience. Yeah. You know, centre backs there, and I yeah. just I I was. Amazed, and for eight million, I think that's a, a great buy for us. Maybe there's a bit of a fallout behind the scenes. I can only imagine that that was the reason. Maybe, maybe him and uh, Frank didn't get on back yeah. in the day. Yeah. So um, I've got, as I mentioned earlier, I've got some good and bad news for you. Oh yeah. Regarding um, our friends of the Fantasy Football Hangover. So do you want the good news first or the no? Bad news? Always hit me with the bad stuff first. Please. Okay. I'm afraid it's regarding our um, close friend Perry. Who's, uh, uh, Perry Groves yeah Perry Groves for those of you who aren't aware uh, last season he was on hand to help us out with anything we couldn't quite remember a particular season which year it was or a player's name or which club a player was at and Perry Groves ex-Arsenal winger would help us out so um, he sent us a message which I, I, I'll play for you and the listeners now Hello boys, your old mate Perry here. Listen, I'm not going to be able to help out on the podcast so much in the next couple of months. I've just uh, gone away for a little while, you know, keep, keep me head down for a little while, mate, keep keeping out of mischief. But uh, you boys look after yourselves and all the best with the podcast and uh, I'll, I'll speak to you on the other side maybe. Uh, but all the best boys here. Cheerio, goodbye. there, live from the jungle. Is he going on, I'm a celebrity? Is that what the, that, the reveal that, is, or is he just in hiding? I don't know, he sounded a bit on edge, didn't he? Yeah, deep uh, underground. He's, yeah, I don't want to, you know, make any assumptions about Perry, but I think he might be on the run. Oh, dear. We all know he's, you know, he's a bit of an East End gangster these days, so... Yeah, Perry is gone for now. When are you going to give me the good news? Uh, I think I'll give you the good news after our um, best of, worst of. I'll save it for a treat. Okay, perfect. Um, so what are we talking about this week, Rob, on Best we of Worst Of? We are looking at debuts. So yes. there were a few on the weekend. VAR in the Premier League. Yes, virtual assisted referees. That's what it stands for. I think. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> video. Um, yes, that was controversial and interesting. And uh, Nadam Doli at Tottenham. How'd you say his name? Ndombele. 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 Yeah, he did well. And many others. So we are looking at the best and the worst. And yeah. the best are harder to find, aren't they? Yeah, a couple of a couple of um, debuts to talk about from from the weekend. Yeah, worth mentioning that Saido Berahino scored on his debut really? for his new club. Who's that? Zolt Verigam in Belgium. 
He's finally found yeah. a home. <laughs> so that congratulations, Berahino. Also, um, yeah, as you said, Ndombele scored on his Spurs debut, following in the footsteps of Mido, for our Egyptian listeners. Oh, there. goodness. Uh, just thought I'd slip him in, who uh, scored two on his debut back Big in 2005. Um, also, did you see my one of my favourite named players in the Premier League, Alan San Maxim Maximim? It's easy for you to say. What? Al- who's that? Alan, Alan Saint Maximin. Who's he playing for? Newcastle. Right. French. Um, he is known for Ooh, yeah. when he falls over and goes down, he yeah. can then do a kip up. Do you know the kip up? Nice. It's like what Shawn Michaels used to do in wrestling. So where you ah, go from right. like a lying down position and jump yourself back up in a really <laughs> aggressive... And he did it on his Premier League debut. Well worth checking that out. It's a good move. <laughs> Is, I, I won't ask great. you to attempt to kip up because we're on quite hard ground. But I yeah. used to be able to do them as a kid. Did but you? I think you were just Are you on your back? Yeah, so you're on your back and then you sort of... I'm, I'm sort of oh, I know what you mean. And then you're able to... It's, a, I guess, a, like kung fu yeah. slash probably a bit of a street move like, from, from my... Um, like Russian Cossack dancing, but you start on your back. Yes, thing. basically. Yeah. So that's a kip up. So, um, yeah, check out Alan's... That's a highlight Max, for Newcastle. Um, he looks good. But um, yeah, but in terms of historical debuts, I, I put an, a little message out on Twitter to see what people thought. And I mean, a lot of people obviously mentioned Jonathan Woodgate. Yes. I, I think it's fair enough. He's probably the worst of all time, right? Yeah. He. Uh, so Real Madrid signed him from Newcastle. Is that right? Uh, or was it Leeds? From Leeds. Leeds. Yeah. And he was injury play for a while after yeah, they signed him. I think they signed him injured. He yeah. was injured when they signed him. So he had to wait a while for his debut and then... Worth the wait? Yeah. His debut, yeah, he got a yellow early on, is that right? Yellow early on. Yeah. Then an own goal. Yeah. And then a second yellow yeah. about about an hour into the game and then got injured. Yeah. <laughs> classic. Absolutely classic. Never did much there, did I know. I noticed you wrote down, um, I mean, neither of us will remember this. Or maybe you will, I'm not sure, but... Um, Stanley Milton, yeah, who I remember is, it well. I think, famous for his debut in 1934 for Halifax Town. Yeah, um, he went in at half-time two 0 down, so not too bad. Yeah, but, he was um, playing in goal, right? Yeah, he's sorry. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. a goalkeeper for Halifax Town, and uh, yeah, so not a terrible start two 0 down. But by 90 minutes, they had lost 13 <laughs> 0 which is the biggest league defeat in history. Oh, Stanley. I mean, yeah. I tell you, that's not good. No, it's not, is it? It's no. not a very good one. But I, I have a good one. Oh, yeah. From recent years, 2018, Zlatan, his uh, debut for LA Galaxy. Oh, yeah. He came off the bench and they were losing 3-1. And he was introduced in the 71st minute. He had a, an assist to make it 3-2. And then five minutes later, I don't know if you remember seeing this, uh, the ball bounced in front of him about 40 yards out. And he hit it right-footed half volley and into the roof of the net and made it 3 all. I do remember that. Yeah, and it was an incredible goal. And, you know, you don't sort of think of debuts that late in someone's career, but that was a pretty special one. Yeah, that was good. I I, I sort of loved the debut back in the day. It's such, often nowadays they kind of ease players in, don't they, a bit, you know. Yeah. A lot of the, um, the big new signings, in the Premier League actually didn't play at the weekend you know or came on late yeah. and you were eased in definitely yeah. but I mean I, I I really remember Ravinelli when he made his Borough debut I think it was probably yeah. back in 96 97 something like that um, he he scored a hat-trick on his debut which I, I sort of vaguely remember I, when I was looking into it 
um, against Liverpool. Did he? I mean, that, amazing. Yeah. Jeez. But I mean, as 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 I noted today, nine months later, Middlesbrough were relegated, and he was ah. uh, he was famously slagging off the town and the fans. Was so it? Ah. didn't quite end so well for Ravenelli. No, Fabrizio, naughty Fabrizio. Uh, I had another good one. Um, which I, I forgot about this, but I read up on um, Rooney at Man United. So it was September 2004. Uh, they paid Everton 25 million for him at 18. And he scored two goals against Fernabachi. And one of them was a chip over the keeper. The second was a low shot from the edge of the box. And then he scored a Beckham-esque free kick to make it a hat-trick. Wow. So that, I mean, that was, they ended up winning it 6 2. Yeah. And he became the youngest player to ever score a Champions League hat trick. Wow. That, I don't really remember that. No, that clearly, I don't but, remember that. But I guess it's, I mean, it's it, Champions League. Was it group stage? Yeah, I guess so. September, yeah. Yeah, yeah 2004. So I won the kids. Yeah. This is an impressive stat that um, I, I found Jimmy Greaves, who, uh, probably retired in the 60s so not not many of our our loyal famously injured for the World Cup final wasn't he yes yeah he missed the 66 final but he scored on his debut for Chelsea Milan Spurs West Ham and Chelsea and England so every side he ever played for scored on his debut which I don't think I think Jermaine Defoe was on that but then didn't score on his debut for Bournemouth let's say okay one of one of the clubs um, and I also didn't realise Alan Shearer scored a hat-trick on his first-team debut, age 17, for um, Southampton against Arsenal. Did he? In 1988. What happened to him? I, <laughs> I did not know that. He's loving VAR now, isn't he? Yeah, he does love it. Um, yeah, so I had another I had another a pretty, pretty bad one, which I found, um, which is uh, Henrik Larsson at Celtic. Oh, yeah. Who obviously came, ended up being a bit of a hero. Just a bit. Yeah, he, he came... Uh, he basically set up the winning goal for the opposition um, against Hibs and they lost 2-1 he gave the ball to an opposing player who scored from it yeah and um, and then his European debut um, he scored an own goal so he had a bit of a stinker but went on to be a bit of a legend so it's difficult to argue with that isn't it yeah and then then there was a great one at Southampton um, when Graham Souness was manager there in 96 oh are we, um, t- are we talking Ali Dyer here yeah did you, did you well we've you, talked about him on the podcast before haven't yeah. we George Weyer's George Weyer's tip yeah and uh, he got subbed on against Leeds and um, he clearly couldn't play football yeah uh, which is bizarre to think isn't it that they signed a player they signed no him based on a phone call had seen <laughs> that Graham Sooners received with a fake a person pretending to be George Weyer saying you should sign my cousin Ali well, Dyer he's it. really this is, good this is what I found out that George Weyer later admitted he never knew anyone yeah. called Ali, Ali D. <laughs> it's absolutely it's the stuff of legends that it really is brilliant is isn't it um, I noted uh, Gary Flickcroft you might remember played for Blackburn okay um, yeah I remember that name yeah. not a great debut he got is he a sent- defender yeah, I think yeah. so. No, well, was he actually a forward? Really I don't know. Forward. Um, he got sent off after just three minutes um, in on his debut in 1996. Oh, maybe he was a winger. Yeah, there, there he is. There's a little image of him, sort of bad, bleached oh, yeah. blonde, spiky hair. Looks like he had terrible hair there. Yeah. Um, and then actually, just to uh, from going back to Twitter, our good friend Piers from Box the the band The Boxer Rebellion, who fans might remember, appeared yeah. on the show last season. Um, he is a big Southend fan 
and mentioned about Freddie Eastwood, who came on loan uh, from Greys to Southend, and he scored within eight seconds. A hat trick then followed, and he was then subbed off to a standing ovation. So, wow, eight seconds is, eight is Southend's seconds. fastest ever goal. So, eight seconds think, into kickoff, not yeah, eight seconds after he came eight on. Eight seconds in, on wow. kickoff. So, yeah, that's a good one. Freddie Eastwood, good, good Thanks, lad there. Piers. And talking of peers, we should probably make our big announcement. Yes, we should, shouldn't we? Our massive announcement. Yeah. So, so when, when we sort of started this podcast, we had aims of um, of creating a little celebrity mini league yeah. uh, to run alongside the podcast. And I, it basically came out of that time Stuart Broad was kind of in the press for being mm. the week's highest game scorer a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, wasn't it was the it? last weekend of the 17-18 season. Yeah, England bowler Stuart Broad, for mm. those that aren't familiar with him. So... Yeah, and we thought, wow, there's people out there who the public know that play fantasy football. Yeah. And we have some of them. Yeah, we've got a good selection of them and we'll be adding more to, to the, our league over the next few weeks. I think we should probably put a stop on it after like a certain week. But um, yeah. yeah, we've got some great names. We've obviously got our friends from the Boxer Rebellion, Adam and Piers. We've got Woody from Bastille who appeared on the show last year. Yeah. We've got people from uh, bands like Amazons, Idols... We've got Faris from Horrors. Yeah. We've got Kelly Summers, who people will know from the FPL um, show and from BBC Sports. Yeah. We've got Chris Skull from Quickly Kevin, the podcast. Chris Skull, who uh, had an absolute nightmare on his oh, debut. I think what it was his debut, actually. Yeah. Um, if I recall correctly, he made he made an absolutely terrible captain choice. Um, I'll come back to that in a second. But um, We've also got Yumi at six, and they'll be joining us next week to chat music, football and fantasy football. So a couple of the lads from Yumi at Six will be on next week, which we're looking forward to and they're going to be on the league as well. So basically we're going to keep an eye on them and update you with how they're all doing in their yeah. league and who's had a great week and who's had a bit of a stinker and, and hopefully they'll come on and have a chat and a beer with us over the season as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've just found out Chris Gull's big mistake was he captained Glenn Murray. Oh man, is <laughs> he a Brighton no, I don't think he is. He's a West Ham fan. Um, and I, I messaged him about it and uh, I said, Captaining Murray was an interesting decision, Chris. And he said, I think it speaks volumes from my fantasy football knowledge that I didn't even know that I'd done that. <laughs> <laughs> so well done, Good Chris. Lad. Good lad. So yeah, well, I think, have we got any more debuts you want to add or should we... Um I mean, if, if anyone's out there has got any that they want to mention to us, if it was your own personal one, playing football, playing as a kid, playing as an adult or a friend or, you know, if you were at a game when a, when a big player played their first ever game, drop us a line, give us a shout on our socials and um, that can probably move us nicely on to getting into who's been in touch from last week's show. Get in touch on FF Hangover on Twitter. And on Fantasy Football Hangover on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Right, well, do you want a beer, by the way? Oh, yes, I'd love another beer. I have a gift for you. Oh. All the way from Cornwall. Oh, lovely. There you go. It's um, Fowie Brewery, the Lost with Our Amber Cornish Craft Ale. Beautiful. All the way from a posh farm shop. 95 as well, thanks. Farm shop prices. I know. You get, I just, they, they get me every time those farm shops when I go away it's like oh. double what you pay for a beer anywhere else but somehow it's alluring isn't oh, it I've got a great shop near me um, called The Larder which is a kind of a deli slash breakfast place slash sells fresh coffee and yeah. also sells 
beer takeaway and they their prices are outrageous but i all every time i'm in there i'm like <laughs> buying myself a coffee for on a sunday morning and then yeah. i'm thinking oh i should probably get some beers for the uh sunday it's afternoon dangerous, isn't it I, i'm dipping in on a sheet 33 w slash the veil i don't know what that mm. means and it's um oh hang on there's many languages where's the english bit it's, many languages it's uh it's an american porter that's all i've been able to establish oh a full-bodied and robust American porter with a touch of vanilla and cinnamon. Ooh, sounds sweet. Sounds like sounds breakfast. Well, this is this is delicious. Six point eight percent. Good luck. Um, well, you didn't drink last last week, so uh, that's only fair. Man, that's nice. This is delicious. Thank you, Rob. Good pleasure. Um, so yeah, correspondence. So last week we chatted about um, kits, and I had the question, which I still failed to find an answer to about. Do kits get tailored for individual That's players? Right. And Graham ha- tailored. Graham tailored. Yes, does he tailor them? And I had a, a bit of correspondence from Martin eighty five on Instagram, who sent a link to a Guardian article, which actually details how um, the Women's World Cup was uh, this season was the first season that kits were specifically tailored for the women. Oh, okay. So previously, they kind of just been a replica of the men's kits that already existed. And then they just made kind of generic shapes. But basically Nike, Adidas and all the other brands that make the kits kind of went, hang on a minute, we should do this as a, you know, we should speak to the players. Yeah. We should find out what they want. And apparently they prefer a, a crew neck to a deep V and then the neckline being the right fit and a sleeve that's not too short and the shorts um, are different and where it fits on the leg. And basically, yeah, they, they tailored them for the the female body, which kind of seems completely well, yeah, obvious, right. doesn't it? Um, I, it but, sort of astounds me that they hadn't considered yeah, this before. Yeah. Part of me thinks it's a little bit of a PR exercise. Yeah, of, I guess. You know, as the game becomes bigger and they're kind of going, we're looking out for the women now, where, mm. you know, but, um, and a branding thing, but also they had their own kit designs, which I think we mentioned last week. Because previously yes. they didn't. They, yes, they just they're mirrored the, uh, the male, men's kit. They're different kits. But um, yeah, it's quite an interesting article actually uh, on, on The Guardian about it. But still can't find anything about the regular Premier League kits and whether they're tailored or not. They must be. Yeah, we need yeah. we need some uh, actual footballers to come back. Actual footballers. Know. Or if anyone's at a game and gets up close to a player, can you just ask them quickly? Oh yeah, that'd be just good. Just quickly ask if it's tailored or if they just have a regular medium or small. Yeah. Or large or extra large. And I also have one other bit from... Um, I actually know the answer to this. So Georgie Fields got in touch um, on Instagram. And I don't know if you know the answer to this, Will, but I, I do. It's quite close to home. Um, there was one team in the Premier League on the weekend that had to wear last season's kit. Okay. Do you know whom and or why? I don't, but I'm guessing it was Crystal Palace, as you said, it was close to home. It's close, really close. It was Everton, <laughs> who were playing at Crystal Palace. <laughs> right, fair. So they had to wear last season's third away kit. Okay. Because they have, they're yet to reveal their cu- this season's third kit. Ooh. And their current first and second kits clashed too much with the Palace options. Oh, okay. so oh they, yeah, because they've got that like sort of pinky... We were talking about Colour. sports P, sports pair. Well, yeah, whatever their stupid yeah. sponsor is. But someone must be kind of gutted, mustn't they? Because that's probably half priced everywhere now. Yeah, definitely. Which leads me on to another question, which oh. I have for you. Okay. Do you know, I went to the Liverpool club shop, not physically, I went via the World Wide Web. Uh, do you know how much a full men's kit will cost you? So we're talking shirt, shorts, short sleeve, socks. Short sleeve shirt, shorts and socks, because uh, the long sleeve's a bit more. 
and uh, the exact figure for the shirt, shorts, and socks. See how close he's £131. Oh, he's gone big. A little bit over. It's £102.97, please. That's a lot, isn't it? 60 quid for the shirt, 30 for the shirt. You pay the price of being a full kit wanker. It's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. It's Talking of full kit wankers, although yeah. this this person was allowed to be a full kit wanker. Yeah. Did you see the, I think he was an eight-year-old, something like that, who saw Mo Salah mm. um, driving along and ran, ran, into, a ran into a lamppost? It's adorable. The photo is absolutely incredible. If you haven't seen it, I've already, I've already posted it on our socials. But yeah, it's this little kid, bleeding nose, like seven or eight with, years old, with Mo Salah. As Mo saw what happened and got out and took a photo with it, which is amazing. But yeah, bless him. It slightly worries me that people are going to start self-harming to get photos <laughs> now. <laughs> Jump in front of the car. Yeah. Cut grazing that. their knees Absolutely on purpose. Love that. Well, I've had a very exciting email, actually, um, which I'm going to read out. I'm not going to do an impression of who sent it because that's... Um, um, Top Flight Time Machine do a great impression of this person, but I'm not going to do an impression... So, um, yeah, it goes like this. Hello, gentlemen. Frank Lampard here, Chelsea legend and all-round lovely man. I wanted to get in touch with an idea for a new quiz format after I heard that your Sarri format had died. As Rob recognised in a recent episode, I'm a very intelligent young man. I have an IQ of 150 and did Latin at school. I also love nothing more than ratting out people for breaking the rules. Ah, Frank. As they say in ancient Rome, male parta, male dilabunta. Ha ha ha, ha 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 ha. So, about that quiz, which I'm calling Fat Frank's Big Fat Fibs. You little rascals have to correctly identify which of these is a big fat fib. Ah, so, Frank write this I've time. based it on my Chelsea team. Here's the question. Right. Ruben Loftus Cheek takes his name from QPR's Loftus QPR's ground Loftus Road, where his parents met. Tammy Abraham's brother Timmy plays for local rivals Fulham. Which of these is a big fat fib? Really? <laughs> they both smell of fib. Wow. Um, I mean, I think I'm going to have to go. I think Ruben Loftus Cheek is London born and bred, but that's a guess. Tammy and Timmy, I mean, come on. That's not giving any children a chance, is it? <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I'm going to have to go for Reuben. They both smell of whoopsie to me. So you think Reuben's a, a, a fib? I'll, I'll just check that my notes, hang on, just check what he said here. Um, if you said that Tammy Abraham's brother Timmy plays for local rivals Fulham is a fib, you'd be correct. Yes! No. Oh. You're wrong. Oh, am I? You said, you said Ruben Loftus-Cheek was a fib. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I meant... I, you meant it was I'm oh, sorry. I didn't give you any clarity. You say which was a big fat oh, fib. Oh, sorry. I got it wrong. Got to play wrong. by Big Fat Frank. Yeah, big fat I got it wrong. I didn't play by the rules. rules. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I thought that was a fib. Okay, so you got it right. Yeah. I well th- done. I thought, I thought Ruben was a fib. Okay. Well yeah. done. Yeah, so Timmy Abraham. <laughs> Really? Yeah, Timmy and Tammy Abraham exist. No way. Where does he play? He plays at Fulham. But is he a forward? I I don't know, actually. uh, uh, Frank didn't tell me that detail. (laughs) It's good that Frank, you know, you would have thought he'd be concentrating on next week's fixture after being punished full nil. I know. It's nice for him to write in, though. It is, isn't it? Was it handwritten? 
Uh, yeah, it was actually True. really neatly and um, <laughs> fountain lovely pen. Fountain yeah. pen. He, I think he blotted it afterwards. Did as well. he? I actually googled um, what that uh, what that Latin meant because um, uh, you know oh, yeah. that Latin in there. Is it so, a bit off yeah, the edge of a pound coin? I, yeah, I checked. I checked on it, and um, I'm now having to check again because I've forgotten. Oh, I love pastries. Um, it's a uh, yeah. So male parter, male dilembata. Um, it means ill-gotten, ill-spent. Ah, so ill-gotten wise. gains are ill-spent gains, basically. So I, I guess he's hinting at um, Bielsa's um, there, spying last season. Were there loads of pastry crumbs on the letter? Because obviously Frank would have been shoveling them. It in his was big, quite greasy, greasy actually. Yeah. yeah, it was quite greasy. It was actually written on the back of a Greg's. Um, was it? Yeah, I do like worry about his weight, but, don't you? Oh, I know. It's awful. <laughs> I'm morbidly obese. Big fat podgy Frank. Anyway, yeah. well, hopefully he'll write in again. In the yes, future thank you for, for that, more Frank. That. We won't judge you on your your size, but we we love you. No, we say. love all sizes. Yes, we do. Um, so, <laughs> uh, listen, shall we get on to our, my good news for you? Oh yeah, good news. Yes. So, do yes. you recall? Of course, you do. Scott Carson has now moved to Man City. Yes, I do. I'm move, to, we have to do a feature on third choice goalkeepers. Well. Yeah, that's a good point. Well. Um, so I don't know if you're aware, but there's. Uh, have you heard of uh, vlog chat? No, I haven't. It's like Snapchat, but it's about. It's like a, a vlog or an audio blog. Oh, okay. And Scott has agreed um, to give us exclusive access to his audio blog uh, whilst he's at Manchester City. Oh, amazing! So it's actually live now, and it's what it's like Snapchat. It's live, and then it disappears. Forever. Oh, okay, so cool. We'll um, we should tune into it occasionally. But, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe we should just see what he's saying now. Oh, I'd love to. One and all, Scotty Carson here, Manchester City's number one choice goalkeeper, wearing number one shirt for Manchester City. Lovely to meet you, honour and a privilege. Lovely to be in Manchester, looking forward to the season getting underway. See the boys play West Ham Reserves the other day, and the, uh, the old manager let someone else have a game cracking. Anyway, I'll, uh, I'll speak to you soon and uh, look forward to the season getting underway. Lovely to meet you, honour and a privilege. Scotty Carson, speak to you soon. All the best, cheerio. There he is, Scott wow, Carson. thanks, Scott. That's very kind of you yeah. to send that in. Um, so, yeah, he's obviously up in Manchester wait, waiting. Uh, I think he's got maybe slightly deluded yeah, that he's their number quite one. Yeah, I noticed he said that he thought they were playing Man City Reserves. Do you think he's a bit confused? <laughs> I think well, not Man City Reserves, <laughs> West, West Ham Reserves, reserves yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I'm not sure he's quite got his head around what his role is there, but... Um, We'll, we'll tune into that a bit more of that later and see what he's been up to and how he's getting on with yeah, the rest great. of the squad. I mean, the access we're getting this season is incredible. Yeah, it's good. Well, you know, busy heights, isn't it? Yeah. First podcast billionaires, you know, yeah. that, that, that awaits us. So, um, yes, yeah, so shall we catch up on the toddlers? Oh, yes, the toddlers. The toddlers. For my captain this week. your nephew last week will yes how did he get on young henry young henry got on well to be fair to him he got on quite well because he picked harry kane Mm. harry kane scored 13 points he was my captain therefore scored 26 but he had the choice between raheem sterling and harry kane 
And of course, Sterling got a hat trick, scored 20 points, so would have scored me 40. So actually, Henry Two failed great me. Choices. So it is 1 0 to the adults. And in terms of the, the running tally, it yeah. would be 20 points to the adults and 13 points okay. to, the, uh, to the kids. Still good. It still did well. I mean, you, you gave him two good choices. Oh, yeah. Hence the uh, high average, I think. I know, week. five goals between those two players is a pretty pretty good uh, choice all round. Yes. So um, we have one for this week. Okay. It's, for, it's from my youngest, Olive, who's oh, yeah. two years old. And uh, it's from, it's not actually for me, it's for Gary Sims in Leicester. Gazza, Gary. Gazza, who's been in touch a few times. He enjoyed Olive's contribution last season, so asked for his dilemma um, to be resolved by her, which I put to her this morning okay. over his two captain choices. So here we go. Take it away, Olive. What's your name? Olive. How old are you? Two. And do you like Mo Salah or Harry Kane? Harry Kane. You like Harry Kane? Why do you like him? Because he farted. Oh, good. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. <Bye. laughs> There you go. Because he falls. He gets the armband. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's the reason. If it's, probably what, it's probably what Pochettino base it and Gareth Southgate base it on, isn't it? Absolutely. Who wants to be captain? <laughs> You've got it. It's all yours. So you another try. another win for Kane in terms of the the toddlers. It's popular, isn't he? He's this season's uh, Salah. Although we haven't given them the choice of having Salah. No, no that was Salah. Salah yeah, Salah and yeah, Kane, right? and that was that was the yeah the image thing which often we do with the younger kids. Um, so yeah Harry, that's, that's quite a big ask the adults could be racing into the lead against Man City yeah. you never know though big players big games etc yeah. and, and he's well and truly broken his August duck and who have Liverpool got they've got Southampton haven't they yeah Liverpool have their away, away at Southampton yeah. on Saturday afternoon so we'll see yeah. we'll see how young Olive gets on and how Gary's team get on so let us know Gary how your team does overall yeah so talk, yeah, talking of the fixtures of course so yeah touched upon Man City Spurs that's the that's the evening kickoff on Saturday um, Liverpool Southampton as well um, any any standout fixtures for you obviously Man City Spurs is possibly one to avoid it's a, it's a tricky one isn't it yeah both played pretty well on the on the first day of the season Spurs scraped, scraped through but actually Against a tough, tougher opposition than West Ham were, really. Yeah. Um, City just seemed to kind of stroll through that. Yeah, that was a big game, a big scoring game in the was it Champions League, wasn't it? End of last season. That was the one that was. That was. was it yeah, yeah, City, yeah. Where the, it was the, the like big VAR game. Or City four, Spurs. Yeah, I mean that's um, a, a potential chance for, for Raheem Sterling to get his VAR revenge. Yeah, after the uh, disallowed goal in the Champions League semi-final and VAR video adult rotation, um, how do you feel about that? I mean, I personally thought Raheem Sterling's armpit hair being offside oh, against West Ham yeah. was, was ludicrous. I rolls a roll. If it works, then it then I support it. In terms of fantasy football, following it on Twitter, yeah, over the weekend was quite frustrating <laughs> because there'd be like. You know, the, the official thing yeah. would come up with a goal and goal you'd be like, oh, whatever, yeah. You know, I was really annoyed at one point because when Dendonka's goal went in because loads of people had Dendonka in their team in yeah. the league and I was like, oh, for God's sake, I didn't have Dendonka, I thought about him, but uh, then it was okay. disallowed. So I was like, <laughs> yes, amazing. But like that, I, I don't, don't know. It, it, 
I know going to have teething problems. It's going. I know there's official written rules for offside, but how much? And when you actually look at that image, the the, the West Ham defender's arm looks pretty much level. And Gary Lineker made the point like you don't, you can't tell from VAR um, virtual additional referees that that there's an exact point the ball leaves the boot of the player that kicked it. Yeah. So there has to be a little bit of flexibility. And I know it's like rules are rules, that's what it says in the book, but it's I still think we should go back to the good old days of give the advantage to the striker because we want goals. Yeah. We want action. And and for me the bit that does my head in is just the running to the halfway line like it's a meaningless friendly. I know. Waiting for the verdict and then punching the egg. Oh, it's allowed, yeah. hurray. It's a that's real anti climax. Yeah, anti killing it for the fans at the game, killing it for celebrations and spontaneity. Because everyone's going to hold back a bit because they don't want to look like a moron. Yeah, they, they I think the um, the A in VAR does stand for anticlimax. That's kind of <laughs> it's the only only logical explanation. It really um, it really makes me laugh that the back in video A and R Village or whatever it's called VAR <laughs> Village, the referees there have to still wear full referee. Oh, no, it's, it's so just incredible, isn't it? I remember that from the World Cup and just being so. They should all be dressed. I don't know, as mascots or something, or in lab they? coats or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just bizarre, isn't yeah. it? It's very. It, I mean, I know it would take a bit of getting used to, but it's like killing. I, I've said it before. I don't mind the injustices because it's part of the passion. It's part of the fire in your belly as a fan. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and there's and do they show? It also gives you an excuse, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. you lost because it was the referee's fault. Yeah. Was you know, and now who, it's like oh. who has ever as a as a loyal supporter of their team gone? Ah, oh, you know, we should have won it if only his hand wasn't offside. Yeah. And it would have been ours. It's like God, you know, that's the bit that, that drives me nuts. It's get, it's got a bit too clinical. And checking everything as well. Like the penalty thing could go on forever mm. with players encroaching, the keeper being off their line. That could go on. Yeah. They could take be taking 12 penalties if they follow yeah. that strictly. Yeah, it's that's, too much. That's going to be a bit of a mess, isn't it? But um, yeah, so are you, are you making any transfers going into... I, as I say, I've made mine already. So I had to get rid of Alisson um, straight that's away right, yeah. and bring in Edison. So yeah, uh, just did a straight swap there. Well, I wanted to do it for any value might change. Um, yeah. As as yet, I don't think any values have changed there. But, no. um, I'm tempted to go Joshua King for Timu Piki Puki through the Puki heart. I just think wait another Pukie, week. I think you Pukie. know Bournemouth are away at Villa. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna you give it another week. It. I'm gonna give it another. Oh, week. you're gonna wait? Yeah, good. Because I, I had a good first week. Yeah. Save your save your transfer. King That's- should start. But they did well, didn't they? We talked about our little mini episodes: Norwich, Sheffield United, and Villa, mm. and Pookie and um, is it Billy Sharp at Sheffield United? Yeah, both got their goals against pretty decent teams, so they could be, you know, yeah, decent. What are they? Six point five. Yeah, I think so. Are, aren't they? Yeah, Billy Sharp's a good shout. Um, yeah, it was his first Premier League goal, so it was. Uh, he's now scored in all the all four yeah. leagues, which is always nice. He was an ex-Forest player, so I always, oh, okay. uh, always cheer him on. He actually, uh, we never mentioned this in the Best of Celebrations episode, but he, when he scored, I think he scored a couple of goals for Forest on maybe, when he scored his first goals for Forest, he uh, took a bite out of a fan's hot dog. Oh, yeah. rather lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so current most transferred in, top five, Edison, Man City, keeper, Sterling, Rashford, De Gea, and Origi, who mm. we tipped from... Um, Quite early on in our, I forget which episode, but we we tipped him. 
Martial's up there as well now, actually. That's jumped. Well, yeah, he's playing a, a, a sort of more attacking role, isn't he? Yeah. Sort of him and Rashford up front together. Yeah. They look really good. Yeah. Um, I'm also, Watford look really poor. So I think if you're looking for players to bring in, then maybe look at Everton uh, at yeah. home against Watford. Uh, yeah, I think there's some good options and it's, there. Yeah, and it's still only week two. You know, oh, things yeah. could flip. Don't make any rush for decisions. No, no, keep them to yourself. Um, and and do you do you have any little dark horses that you think oh, they could be a good that you know this season they could be the one who maybe not everyone else is looking at. I don't know, like Mares had a good week one. Kelly, I know, is a cheap defender that a lot of people have got. Have you got anyone you're kind of well? You, at? you tip Maitland Niles. I think that's a really good shout. I think that's they, that's a good. They shout. could be more solid at the back, yeah. don't they? With Louise and um, who's the lad they got from Celtic? The left back Tierney. Tierney. Well, Tierney's uh, out injured for a bit. I think. Okay. But, yeah, and then um, Peters at Burnley. He was in the yeah. He used to play for Stoke. Yeah. Yeah. Got 14 points. I think he got maybe a goal and an assist. I'm not sure. Yeah, he, he uh, did. Yeah. Um, and he got a couple of assists, I think. A couple of assists and, and clean sheet. Yeah, and clean sheet. So yeah, um, he he looks really decent as well. I think Maguire as well. I think obviously he's going to start, and they could if they defend as well as they did against Chelsea, he could start picking up bonus points. Yeah, and Wan-Bissaka obviously did well. He got a couple of bonus points. But it's I love this time of the season when you just look at those players that you know could be ones like, like Martial could be a swap for like a Fraser or yeah a Tillemans but yeah cut to um, Monday night and Wolves beating Man U 5-0 <laughs> that's all, all there ripping up those team sheets again starting again that's the glory of FPL join the fantasy football hangover mini league using the code CCNOW8 that's CCNOW8 bitches so what are you thinking about um, your favourite beer your beer of the week for this week, oh well, it's got. I feel like it's got to be the um, the old Cornish one. Yeah, enjoyed that. Good. Yeah, the Fowie Fowie Brewery. Excellent. Yeah, I enjoyed the, the couple I had actually, but we'll post them on our socials. And actually, before we go, we should just have a quick check in on uh, Scotty Carson's blog chat, live blog oh, has chat. Has he done another one? Let's see. It was all going live now, so we should quickly tune back in and see what he's what he's tell, what, telling us about Man City now. Scotty Carson here, lovely to meet you, honour and privilege. Just thought I'd share a little joke I had to do with Rafim Sterling the other day. I said to Rafim, I said, uh, so you scored a hat-trick, Rafim. Is that better because it's in Sterling and not in the Euro? <laughs> Euro, because of currency and Sterling, he says, it's like English money. <laughs> lovely to meet you, honour and privilege. <laughs> there he is, oh, Scott Carson. Great. How many followers has he got? On his, uh, on his live blog live blog chat, thousands. Thousands. Yeah, yeah. He seems to be he's delivering fitting. some premium content. Yeah, so he's great. fitting in well with the other players, isn't he? Yeah. So we'll um, we'll check in on him every week. I've got a feeling he might be putting out his blog chat every time we record. As yeah, well. probably he'll, he'll focus on on Tuesday night record. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, enjoy your week ahead. We'll be back next week, as we mentioned, with our friends from You Me at Six. Yeah, who'll be talking to us about that. Yeah, so FPL. send any questions you might have in for the boys from You Me at Six. Yes, I believe it'll be Josh, Max, and Dan. So we look forward to that. And Young Rich will be back. Hooray! So we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. Daddy's podcast so he doesn't get crazy.
cross. <laughs> 